More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Bold, reverent, and occasionally random. The Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast starts now. I watched over the weekend this Netflix Formula One show. You Drive love to Survive. Have you ever seen it? Not watched. It's fifth season or something, right? It's it's yeah, it's fifth season. It's it's phenomenally well produced and excellent. But I just thought it was funny because my I saw my brothers yesterday. Uh, we we all went out and had uh, family doubles on the tennis court. Not pickleball, actual tennis. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know everyone's all into pickleball these days. I'm like, some of us still kick it old school with the tennis. But uh, we all we all have the same uh, the same reaction, which is so. Formula One. For those who don't know, not only is it the it's a super fancy international race car circuit. Formula One. I, I found this out. I, I didn't know this. It refers to the rules for what the race is. That is what Formula One is. It is the formula for what the cars have to. B, in order to be Formula One cars, there's all these rules and regulations. So that's why it's called Formula One. Um, the show is really interesting. When you try to watch the Formula One actual live race, though, because there was one yesterday, it's a lot of going around in circles real fast. And I'm like, two hours of this, man, two hours. Of this. So I'm not I'm, I like the show, but I can't because because what I was thinking was they need to do this for NASCAR. They need to do a Netflix NASCAR yeah. show. Why haven't they done that yet? It's a great question. I, I've been watching. I haven't watched any of the Formula One because I've never been a big race car fan uh, of sports in the first place. Although I've heard you don't have to be to enjoy the show. I have watched four or five episodes of the PGA Tour um, Netflix show done by the same company. I actually think it's pretty good. So uh, so I, I was impressed at that quality. Other than as somebody who plays golf, sometimes it's annoying like, Hey, so a par is, you know, they have to go back and totally explain golf to people who've never played golf before. But the drama and the uh, enjoyment of it is pretty solid. Um, Now, they may also end up one day doing a WTA story uh, show. And this, to me, is something that I would urge every Republican out there to climb on board and just slam to the high heavens because it demonstrates how ridiculous everything is in this country still. Novak Djokovic not allowed in the country, despite having COVID at least twice, Buck, and 
because he won't get the COVID shot. Five million people have crossed the southern border since Joe Biden became president that we know of, none of whom have to get the COVID shot. So you can illegally enter this country without getting the COVID shot, and we will let you loose to live as you see fit in this country, by and large. You cannot fly in for a short visit like Novak Djokovic would like to do to be able to compete in a tennis tournament without the COVID shot. I mean, it's impossible to defend this. What I wonder is, how long can this continue? You know, you'd think that on one of those Sunday shows that pretend to be journalism, they're regime propaganda, but, you know, meet the press and these, these yeah, different, right. you know, uh, you know, State of the Union, these, these different programs that are just all meant to be platforms for the talking points of the Democrat regime. Um, how long can they get away with not explaining to the public, how is it that America still has a COVID vaccine requirement to come into the country? Like, I, I want... Please, anyone, anyone out there who is a Democrat of with some platform or standing or works in the administration, call in, try to explain this to us. I would love to hear because here's what I would say, Clay. I don't believe it is possible to explain why America under Biden still has a covid vaccine requirement for entry without sounding like a, a complete and utter maniac. That's. I'd love for Corinne Jean-Pierre to get asked that direct question by somebody in the White House press briefing because I don't think she could answer it. I'll give you an example. I'm taking my family on Friday to Italy. Never been at spring break. I can't wait. I didn't get the COVID shot. The kids didn't. We're flying right back as American citizens. It's crazy. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. Should you have to or should you feel obligated to give up your seat on an airplane so that people who are married or traveling together can sit together? Now, I understand there are several tiers that come into play here. Are we talking are we talking middle seat, for example? Are you are you losing an aisle or a window for that middle seat? There is a Audrey Peters, a TikTok influencer shared her dismay on TikTok and even being asked to move. Some other guy from Australia had a TikTok go viral for a guy in business class. All the seats were in business class, and it was only four across, so no middle seats. Refused to move over one seat across the aisle so this influencer could sit with his wife. I mean, Clay, what are, what are the rules here? We don't want to live in a barbarous world. We want to live in a civilized world. Do you feel like... You should always give up your seat as long as you are not downgrading the quality of your airline seat. Or are you kind of a troll under the bridge guy? Like, sorry, seats are seats. Rules are rules. I, I don't have any strong opinion on uh, the seat situation, except I'm not giving up my aisle. Right. So like I fly Southwest. Um, Southwest doesn't have designed seats. So I always are signed seats. I should say I always go aisle. Um, so if somebody else were in an aisle seat and there was somebody in the middle seat and they wanted me to sit next to them, I would do that. I also, uh, in general would try to move if there's a mom and a, a child, right? Like a young child or somebody you try to make a kid be able to sit next to their parent. I would move for that. I don't, I don't get this obsession with, I have to be sitting next to my spouse on most flights, right? That's now a I fair understand. Point. Are you with me there? Like, 
I mean, you're yeah. with them all the time. Like, it kind of seems very needy that you would have to. Now, I understand if it's like a cross-country flight. Like, at some point where you're five or six hours, you might fall asleep. You might want to sleep on somebody's shoulder. But for most domestic airline travel, I, I don't understand the obsession. I've been married for almost 20 years. I don't think my wife is like, oh, my God, I have to be sitting next to my husband on this hour and a half long flight. Kids, I totally understand. I think it's a bit uh, obsessive to have to sit next to your significant other on a relatively short distance flight. Now, since we've already entered the Thunderdome of airline etiquette. And people get very passionate about it. People oh, get yeah, very no mad doubt. at me for my stances on this. You know, I'm, for example, in favor of the banning of children under 12 from certain restaurants, etc. And I know some parents lose their minds on that. We talked about that last week. But reclining in I'm coach, anti-recline. Anti-recline. You're just, you're just, not, it's not happening like, I, I never do it uh, because I'm basically six feet tall. And I'm not even trying to claim to be like six five or six six, but... If someone reclines their seat in coach class, it is almost impossible impossible to like use your laptop in front of you or even have any space at all. And then it kind of is like when somebody stands up in a stadium, you, then you feel obligated to stand up. I think I feel like it starts the whole trend. So I wish seats did not recline. I'm an anti seat recline. I would I would prefer that that was not permitted on planes. I'm I'm with you on that because I've also I like to think that I'm a pretty pretty cool character not like cool but you know calm uh and when someone does the rapid recline in coach and it smacks my laptop when i have it out on the tray i get very angry i have to internalize that anger but i'm like i feel like you could have almost destroyed my laptop because you want to pretend that it's so much more comfortable to recline 25 degrees you legitimately cannot work on a laptop in coach if someone reclines in front of you. You just can't. It doesn't, the math, I mean, like the physical nature of being able to do it is impossible. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sundays with Clay and Buck. You know, in the animal kingdom, there are some apex predators out there, Clay. There are some some beasts, some creatures that if you happen to get on the wrong side of them, you know, it's it's very bad luck. But, you know, if you get taken down by a grizzly bear or let's say a lion, you know, it's an apex predator like that's, you know, that's that's not a. Nobody ever wants to go that way. We all want to go surrounded by loved ones peaceably in our bed with our, you know, grandchildren and, and, and our legacy firmly, uh, you know, firmly entrenched. But I'm just saying, if the animal kingdom comes comes at you, there's a whole like array, you know, and, you know, for example, if it's a choice between a lion and a hippo, hippos kill more people than lions. Now, I'm just saying, I feel like if you if you had to pick this is I know this is a little bit morbid, but you'd rather be like, look, a lion, a lion got me right. You don't want to go because of a hippo grizzly bear. Those things are massive. Polar bear. Incredible. Wait, apex you think predator. It, people would be like, oh, you're a total wuss. You got killed by a hippo. Like, I think no, either I'm way, just, people would be like, that's pretty like terrifying way to go. No, it's a terrifying way to go. But I'm just saying if, if you had to, you know, if you had to choose the form of your destructor, like at Ghostbusters. I think you know a lion is like the king of the you know king of the jungle. That you don't want it to be a hippo. You don't want it to be something that you know you don't think of in this. I way. mean, I don't want it to be like I don't want it like Steve Irwin. You know, got killed. God rest his memory. One of the best shows ever. Um, got killed by a stingray. I know that right? was, that was a fr- but see that was totally a freak flukish. accident. But I mean, freak he accident. had literally kissed uh, in a special because I watched it. Like the most dangerous venomous snake right. in the world, and then he gets killed by a stingray. So you know, here's what I mean: if if you are out there in in the bush and you try to westle, I don't I don't know whatever the most poisonous snake. It probably lives in Australia, but whatever the most yeah, poisonous certainly. snake is, you know that's you're messing with poisonous snakes. That's a, you know w- what you don't want is to be the person who like picks up a tiny blue ringed octopus, which are incredibly venomous by the way oh i didn't even know that and, yeah oh yeah yeah and uh, i i think the only anti-venom they don't have an anti-venom so what they do is they if you can get to the hospital and it's in less than an hour you have to get there they put you on a ventilator because the neurotoxin is so powerful that it will shut down your lungs and your respiratory capacity entirely so the only way you survive is if you get to a hospital and get on a ventilator this is when ventilators are actually very useful um, because there's no anti-venom. Anyway, I bring all this up because of all the of all the ways you could go. Oh wait, hold on. This is the Animal Thunderdome story. So we've I, I didn't even bring. We're we're stepping into the Thunderdome right now. So 
For people you may who don't know, we did this for years. We brought it on to this show as well. So that's the theme song we would do on the morning show. So you have, and this is like animals attacking humans, which happens all the time. And you've got a story. Well, yeah, we've done Animal Thunderdome on I this think, show oh, before. No, it's been a little while. I just want to make sure okay, people okay. are out there. They're say, like, hey, what in the world is this? Yes. We un- we unveiled it. Because also one of my favorite games growing up during long, long car rides with my with my mom and dad. My dad usually took point on this was we were like, who wins in a fight? A rhinoceros or a pterodactyl, like crazy. Oh, my animal. boys would do this all day. Yeah, like yeah. right and, now, and it would get kind of heated sometimes. You know, I mean, yeah. once once you get in the conversation about mountain lion, silverback, gorilla. I mean, mountain lion outweighed by silverback. Silverback usually very gentle giant. But anyway, I don't want to get too deep into that right now. A moose charged snowmobilers in Idaho. This is this just went viral in the last couple of days. We'll have, we had the video up at clayandbuck.com. I was thinking about this before just because, man, you know, a, a moose is not an animal that you think of as particularly dangerous, but they kill people. It's a giant deer, basically, and they, they can be very aggressive and territorial. But this moose, this guy on the snowmobile, if you see it, and like I said, clayandbuck.com, we're getting it posted there. He is able to use, now this is a pro-level move. He's able to use the snowmobile as a sort of the 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 distance maker between like so the moose charges him and he sort of maneuvers around the he's on foot and he maneuvers yep. around the snowmobile so that the moose ends up charging right into the snowmobile and not him. Uh you know, brother, both of them are there was a uh, two brothers out there in the snowmobiles in Idaho, they're both okay. But man, you don't want to to get got by a moose, Clay? That's low on the list. That's Have low. Have you on the been list. on a snowmobile? Like a legit snowmobile. No, I've out. never been snowmobiling. So I took the family. We went out to Utah over, I think I talked about this. We were going to be in Utah. Love it out there. We appreciate everybody listening in Salt Lake City. We're, we're number one, and we love all of you in Utah. Um, and we were out in um, uh, the, the mountains there. In fact, our guide, I got to make sure my wife Venmoed him a tip, uh, actually, now that I think about it, because I, I don't do Venmo. But he was a big listener. So uh, he he was uh, he was a listener of the show out in uh, I think the Wasatch does that make sense the Wasatch Mountains um, area beautiful resort uh, I mean fifty thousand I think they said acres tons of land anyway these these snow I'd never done it we got out on the snowmobiles Buck these things are amazing like the way that you can maneuver them everything else wife has two of the kids on it I have one she tipped the snowmobile if I had tipped the snowmobile with a kid on it. Shoot a lost her mind. Five minutes in, boom, snowmobile's over. And we have to go, go get it. Uh, I mean, it, these things are pretty flexible, but you have to like get it back up. It was amazing on those things. I couldn't believe how fast you could go. But the idea of getting charged by a moose on a snowmobile is, I mean, first of all, it sounds like something they do on Jackass, right? Like, uh, like actually design one of these challenges. But they're so awesome to be out on if you haven't done it. You need to add it to the bucket list for you and Carrie. So if you're, if you're having to deal with a charge from a moose or a charge from a rhinoceros clay which one do you think is the is the the more dangerous play for you because i think moose has got a little more dexterity you know moose kind of able to i think the rhino is way bigger so and stronger so my expectation would be there's no way to be touched by the rhino and not severely injured whereas i think look the the moose is also probably going to wreck you but I, I think that the moose would be the preferred choice there. 
Well, the moose is the moose will trample you. That's the problem, right? They they actually they'll they'll, they'll run you down and then they stomp on you with the hooves, uh, the hooves that rather. Awful. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't want it. You don't want to get trampled by a moose. Yeah. This is uh, by the way, this our, our also, like main audience right now is like, oh yeah, the moose. You don't mess with them. <laughs> Darker side here of the animal Thunderdome. I do think we should mention it. The grandma got killed by the alligator walking her dog oh, man. along. This was Florida. in Florida, right? This was down in Florida, down the Fort Pierce area. Yeah, it was really sad. It's all on video. Um, so the number of people, and, and this is just kind of like a PSA, I think. The number of people who are in Florida or places where there are alligators that walk their small dogs along the water's edge is really kind of extraordinary to me. Like, right? So that's what usually brings that usually the alligators are coming out not after the human they're coming out after the dog uh remember that one guy uh, got his dog attacked and went in after the alligator do you remember that story the guy with the cigar in his mouth and he kept yes. it now that was a tiny that was a basically that was not a, a big juvenile alligator. a baby yeah. alligator but still, uh, this alligator unfortunately that, that seven that, feet oh i think they said it was 12 feet long Clay. oh that, that alligator should not have been in that neighborhood yeah as a giant as a really big, and it was feet. a known it was known in the neighborhood that there was a 12-foot alligator in this neighborhood. You got to get it out. Yeah, you got no, no 12-foot alligators allowed. No. That's a good rule. That's an important safety tip. I agree. So anyway, so the anyway, I, I, I wasn't going to go into the alligator discussion. It was down here in Florida. That did happen. It was very, very sad. But on the, uh, on the moose discussion, I can say don't mess with the moose. And uh, these two brothers, not a scratch on them, by the way, but plot, lots of scratches on that. If you see the video... Snowmobile did not do well in this situation. Oh, but uh, the moose also didn't have his uh, his antlers, which is that's the thing. You you want at least you're going against a moose without antlers. That was lucky. I got. I'm glad you brought this up because I got to make sure that my wife Venmoed our guy who was a listener uh, the tip because he couldn't take cash, but he gave us his Venmo. I need. To, I'm on that now. Sunday drop with Clay and Buck. I know Buck is a married man now, not only because I see him and I can see the wedding ring on all the time, which is good, uh, but also because he now comes in sometimes before shows and says, hey, did you see the latest about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? Oh, (laughs) oh, foul play. Look at this. For a guy who claims for years on this show that everything surrounding the royal family was un, uh, uh, not worthy of discussion now we get look i saw the numbers on approval ratings for Meghan markle and for prince harry in the united states and they have collapsed on a level that's hard to even comprehend by and large and they keep screaming, and we had some fun with this. South Park did an amazing job of it. They keep saying, well, we wanted to move to the United States so we could live as normal people. And then they do a documentary series on Netflix. Harry releases a book which basically tells every story that's ever occurred in his entire life. Uh, you end up with uh, Meghan Markle has a podcast. I think maybe they had a podcast duo. And now... That, which is not something in general that I would say people who just want to be living as normal humans in America would all do. And now Prince Harry, I, I, I thought this was sat. You can't even figure out what satire anymore. Prince Harry is putting for forty nine ninety nine on pay per view. <laughs> this is real, right? I mean, I think uh, yes. all these facts are real. Yes, TMZ reported it. on it. 
He is doing. I, I thought it was like a Babylon B headline. I was like, "There's no way this is real." He's going to forty nine ninety nine. You're going to be able to pay to watch him have a therapy session uh, dealing with some of the difficulties in his life. It's a heck of a way to do marital counseling. That's for sure. Fifty bucks to watch this guy talk about how hard his life has has been. Um, look, it's it's kind of amazing to see this uh, continue to play out as it is. I also now I cannot see Harry and Meghan and not think about we want privacy. We <laughs> want privacy from the South Park episode, which was amazing. For those of you who haven't seen it, just just imagine in the South Park cartoons, Harry and Meghan going around with with placards that scream, we want privacy and then going on TV shows to tell everybody how much privacy they want and then playing drums in their front yard shouting we want privacy while banging the drums it was i mean it was the most perfect send-up i i can think of from south park i mean and they obviously were upset by it because it really stung but you're watching malignant narcissism play out in real time i mean you're watching people who have been so consumed with themselves that nothing else can penetrate that's where we are so it is kind of fascinating as a psychological study yeah, and it's also unfortunate because Harry, on some level, had to be a relative. You tell me, but I mean, he served in Iraq, right? And I understand Afghanistan. Still, like, I think but Afghanistan, yeah. maybe it was okay. I, and and I understand maybe it's you, you're still second in line to be the next king, right? So maybe he's cloistered in some ways in the military service, different than an average guy would be in his position. But you would think that he would be capable of some form of normalcy. And it feels to me as if every decision that he and Meghan Markle make is being made with the desire to make people hate them more. And so I wonder, is there nobody who can give them decent advice? Are they so lost? Is it just her and he's in a toxic marriage and he's trying to stay with her? I, I just You get the sense based on the rest of the royal family that they hate Meghan Markle and find her to be and irredeemable, and I'm trying to think of the word witch, right, for lack of a better term. Um, th- and I kind of yes. feel like that just based on the public persona, right? I feel like she's destroyed the relationship between Harry and William, which, as a dad, you got brothers. I would hate to think my kids would hate each other. Is Was this, was this the plot all along? Wait till I get married, then just ease me into royal family conversations now that, you know, my wife is attuned to these things and i have to keep a happy wife i I just i thought that this would likely occur but they don't hear our off the air conversations but buck gets engaged buck gets married suddenly he's watching the crown he's sliding in here talking about the latest drama with harry and Meghan. we got the coronation of king charles that's happening i think may 6th i believe that's the correct date probably will be opening the show talking about the coronation and what a huge moment it was for great britain I, I still I still maintain that we fought a war starting in 1776, so we would never have to care about this. I've been backsliding a little bit, Clay, but uh, I'm, I'm working on it. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 